0: Ladies and gentlemen, the Handlebar is one of our favorite establishments here in Chica. We would not do this at the top of every show if we did not stand by what they offer, which, if you don't know, is an awesome happy hour, seven days a week from 2 to 6 p.m., where you get a dollar off any of their 28 draft beers. They've also got a fantastic patio, an extensive menu of delicious food. I highly recommend the beer, cheese, and pretzels. If you've never been, they're on the south end of town at 2070 East 20th Street, Right by Best Buy, right by Winco. Again, that's the handlebar. Go check them out for an awesome happy hour, seven days a week from 2 to 6 p.m. Here's the show. Why don't we begin? This is Fresh Hop Cinema. Hey, welcome to Fresh Hop Cinema craft beer and movie radio podcast today just the podcast though this is as you can tell by my unpolished intro this ain't going on the no radio waves uh i'm max minardi by the way and i'm johnny summers this week our review of dream scenario it's the latest film put out by A24. 824 stars sir nicholas cage is he not right i'm sorry i just think he deserves it as paul matthews a college biology professor that unexplainably starts showing up in the dreams of his students and other people around the world After embracing his fame as a global phenomenon, people's dreams begin turning into nightmares, and Paul and his family must contend with the fallout. But before any of that weird movie and our thoughts on it, Johnny, tell people what we're drinking this week. Yeah, we are drinking two beers from Varietal Brewing out of Sunnyside, Washington. First beer is called Hedge Row Fade. It's a 6.8% West Coast IPA. Uh, And the second beer is called Mithril Clouds. It's a hazy IPA that is 6.9%. To find our podcast episodes going all the way back to 2016 go search for fresh hop cinema on spotify soundcloud stitcher apple podcasts and all other major podcast platforms if you like the show please take five seconds leave us a five star rating on apple podcasts and definitely let us know you did text us to brag or with feedback or movie suggestions beer suggestions just to give us stuff you know please that's fine it's that time of year yeah almost you, be, a, you giver, yeah. be a giver. Be a giver. Text us, 530-433-0839. Again, that number is 530-433-0839. To hang out with us on social media, go search Fresh Hop Cinema on Instagram, Facebook, Letterboxd, or Untapped, or just head over to the old website, freshhopcinema.com. Yeah, or just head over to our old website, which is what you just said, so that doesn't make any sense. Patreon.com is somebody else's website that we use to take your money and to give you cool stuff in advance. Um, like what we're going to tell you right now, our bar hang, December. It is happening on the 13th. That's all you're going to hear here. If you want to know more details, join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Fresh Cinema. For $4 a month, you can come to these sick-ass events, and we, uh, we'll talk about movies. We'll talk about beers. We'll talk about all sorts of stuff that I won't dare say now on the air because it's just too rich to give away salacious and unpredictable just like max fair enough let's get into beers man. you said uh varietal i don't know about this brewery um so as you fish that out of the podcast cellar there um i will read you something from varietals website they say varietal beer company was created by a group of friends in 2016 hey they are as old as we are with a production brewery opening in mid 2018 the common goal of the project is to bring great beer to the yakima valley um feels a little late You know, it feels like maybe the Yakima Valley has some pretty great beers. They've got great hops. They don't Uh, necessarily have great beer. There's some pretty good breweries there. We've done one for the show. You're right. Um, Working in partnership with the Port of Sunnyside, we have been able to accelerate the production of exceptional beer in the lower Yakima Valley. Johnny, like you said, the first beer is called Hedgerow Fade. It's a West Coast. It is 6.8%. Is there anything on the label you need to read or is it just what's on the notes? Uh, I think it's all just what's on the notes. We'll read from either one that tickles your fancy. alright heh heh he- he- Sink yourself into some green with Hedge Row Fade, West Coast IPA, brewed in collaboration with Fair State Brewing Co-op from Minneapolis. They've appeared on this show at least once before. No, they haven't. Yes, they have. They, really? They've collabed with uh, with a brewery. Oh, maybe. Okay. All right. Uh, brewed with our favorite Washington-grown buzz barley, we layered in whirlpool additions of Chinook, Rowaka, and Columbus Cryo Hops and then finished the batch off with a dry hop of more Chinook and Columbus Cryo Hops for a lush citrus and resin bite with a nice touch of herbal character. Take a sip and duck out from reality for a minute into that green dreamland. You've earned it. The can is um, a... a bright green, almost a Kelly green wraparound label with Hedro fade in big block yellow letters. Johnny's going to love this beer. I think he's just taking his first taste, as have I. This was canned on a date that is a little bit too blurry to read, so never mind, but I'll tell you this. It is pretty fresh. Johnny, what do you think of hedgerow fade so far? It's brighter than I expected. Way brighter. It's got a um, kind of a zippiness in the taste that's not tart but it it, it brushes right up against it it is very light Mm -hmm. i was expecting a much bigger body this is uh lucky for us two weeks in a row we've had some really really good full-bodied full flavored Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but yet somehow light drinking west coast ipas yeah get your nose up in that glass because i would tell you it's one of the the danker smelling ipas i've smelled in a while There are some very strong characteristics Mm of marijuana. Yeah. I do declare, and uh, it's working, and I think it translates pretty well into the flavor as well. I don't know if you're picking up those specific notes now that you've smelled them, but for me, it was smell then taste, and I remember my mouth thinking, hey, man, isn't that what you just had a minute ago? He's talking to my nose. Right. And my nose said, yeah, Mm -hmm. same thing. No, super dank. Very, very resinous, piney. Strong notes. Strong, strong notes of the now legal California marijuana. Yeah, um... It's good, dude. There's nothing nothing bad about it. There's a little bit of a like a some hops tend to blend to make sort of a soapy kind of flavor to me. I think it's like the floral stuff mm-hmm. that reminds me of a of a flowery hand soap in the bathroom. The florals remind you of florals. Isn't that crazy? The yeah, or a perfume perhaps. Tastes like schnauzberries. But it's good. I you know, it's just one of those things that it's a particular type of flavor that a lot of beers have and not everybody yeah. likes it. And I I don't know if you know this. I think you do. I don't like floral flavors or smells very much you don't like roses don't like the way they smell you know i'm all. not crazy about roses either like rose water rose perfume rose hips rose hips i don't actually know what rose hips are i don't either because they're curvy maybe probably not that they th- seem right th- th- <laughs> thick roses yeah <laughs> i Trending don't know those edges baby hey oh i don't know um so it does lean kind of that way and that's yeah. probably the biggest thing that i would agree with you i'm not super yeah. into yeah but it's not necessarily like the dominant flavor no, it's not. But it is there. It's there. And that's the reason it's not going to be an amazing beer to me, because it's just not quite in line with my preferred To be a flavors. perfect beer, you have to have a perfect hop profile and perfect flavor. And have the perfect combination of beer-meat-drinker. Yeah. And that's pretty rare. hmm I do like it quite a bit. I don't have too much to say about it, truthfully. Like, it's good. I think it fits well into the canon of you know we it's, it's kind of become the the motto of this show is man new era west coast ipas are really good is that the motto of the show i mean it's sorry could be better it, than it, that it feels like it's it, not though. catchy enough. we said it so many times last week i confused that last week i, th- I said johnny doesn't even like these beers so i don't <laughs> think it's the motto of the show if i keep messing it up that's fair you're probably on the right track yeah it's great to see uh, it's it's innovation in a, a classic style that one of the styles that lay the groundwork for the craft beer movement and it's being elevated and love to see it man i love seeing beers like this and i mean talk about a a rich environment Mm -hmm. for ingredients Mm -hmm. to make great Mm -hmm. beers i dig it i'm into it i think it's a really strong ipa i think it's super solid if it puts it in any perspective to people if you were just to blind me blind me blindly give me this beer please don't blind max where is this beer from in america i would have told you san diego or Washington, huh. I there's something about the brightness of certain IPAs that come out of those two regions that I think speaks to a larger trend in beer making. What was the brewery that did the like the Pacific Northwest IPA? You remember mm-hmm. that? Yep. Hang on. It wasn't Von Ebert, but no. it was somebody from like Portland. It was up there, yeah. Up it was. Um, man, I could find out. <clears throat> I'll find Not it. super if, important. If it comes, well, I think I probably find out quickly. Um, why it just has that vibe, like you were saying, that brightness mm-hmm. and the the sharp resiny edges to the hops yes coupled with yeah that brightness. it's the resin thing i think yeah they get really really dank with it which i dig biggest drawback like you said floral floral yep but that's a simple you know a hop recipe a hop blend i wonder which one is doing that yeah uh, i mean i wish i knew more i've long time wanted i for a long time wanted to have one of the beer hop wheels that we can point out to different flavors and kind of like, All right, well, like that's probably drawing its You know, it's it's aromatics from from that section of the wheel, or it's flavors from this, and I they make maybe I will they make them for just for like hop specific. Yeah, Yeah, they Uh, do it for hops. They do it for coffee beans, as I'm sure you know. Yeah, Um, they do it for lots of stuff, dude. Why do we need one? I know. Well, yeah, I agree. But the thing with our our setup is that like it can't go anywhere. Super, we could put on the table, I guess, but we'd have to get it huge to read it across the room. So like we could put it on that wall, right? But, like, it'd have to be ginormous. Yeah. Or we could put it on the table, and then we have, like, little references. Like, we get it this size, like, you know, like a four-by-three card or something. Yeah. It's almost too small. It's like, right. why bother? Like, I have a flash card. Right, like a flash card or a three-by-five, yeah. Um, we should. We should find a place for that because – or even just to have it and, like, be able to reference it in our, you know, passing. Yes. Just study it a little bit. I'd like to – Well, totally. I've yeah. got a book. Um, i got a book somewhere. Where is it? Uh, It might be the Beer Bible right there. It also might be the book I have there called Tasting Beer. Um, but one of those has a, several good chapters on sort of identifying hops and what to look for in terms of tasting and smells and all that. And There's um. so many new ones, too. I know, dude. The hops are yeah. coming out like crazy. Yeah. And then you have you have the hop, which you might get several different tastes out of it depending on how it's stored, how old it is. And then yeah. you have the cryo hops where yeah, it's like right. here's the truest possible representation, which I love cryo for that because it's yeah. like – you want to know specifically what this hop tastes like if you find it in a beer where it's the star yes that's always fun those make me feel smarter as a beer taster totally where i'm like i have a full grasp of. well yeah i mean you're able to i think more eloquently speak to what it is you're experiencing which is great for a situation like ours where we don't have people in the room being instead of being like hey just try this we have to be like here's what it is Mm -hmm. you use your imagination a little bit yeah you mean we're the authority Right. Oh God. I don't know if d I, I don't know if I call it authority, but yeah, we're the only possible sense of what this beer might taste like for people. So yeah. at, at least in some cases. Like where did you get this? By I the mean, way? we're the authority on this podcast. That, well, that's absolutely in true. your ears right now. It's us authority, we're, baby. We're God. Um, what is where'd you get this? s s Produce. s s Okay, great. So in this case, you could you too could be an authority on this beer if you go buy it from s s Yeah, for like seven bucks. Last week, that wasn't the case. We had beers gifted to us, and um, you could not have them. And Those were good. They were super good. I but gotta... it's one of those situations where it's like, trust us. They're good. That's all you can do, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, no, they were uh, seven bucks at S&S. Great. Yeah. Uh, Solid price. Yeah. I like it. You ready to rate it? I am not. I want to close this loop. Oh, then. And I can't find it on our list, and the list isn't quite updated, but... Did you add, like, a little subcategory for that Pacific Northwest, or... What was it called? Was it... it That's what I'm trying... So I'm, like, searching our beer compendium for keywords. I... Pacific's only in there once. Um... I think it was just Northwest. I tried Northwest as well. I'll mm-hmm. try it again. Uh, is Northwest one word? Northwest. I mean, no, it's two if you ask Kanye. I... Huh. It's funny. Two whole people. Uh, I've got neither. I don't have Northwest as two words or one word in our thing. Hmm. Um, There was a beer that okay. was categorized as that. Yes, there was. And it was intriguing because it was a brand new thing. I know. Are and we 100% sure it wasn't Von Ebert? No, I'm not 100% sure about anything, man. Okay. Uh, yeah, much less that. Um, I've got our beers here all the way up to episode 301. Do you think it was in the last 30 episodes or so? And that's in the last, like, maybe nine months. Yeah, it might have so? been. Okay, then it might just not be on our list Because I yet. think it was one that I brought back from Portland on one of my trips up That's there. possible. Yeah. Okay, well, we can find out. But I remember us thinking, like, what are you talking about? What is this new? You can't invent beer styles. Right. Um, and then we're like, oh, I guess you can. It's, if you're doing like this, you can call it whatever you want. Call yeah. me whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Just give me more of that sweet, sweet nectar, baby. Yeah. Um. All right, I'm going to take another sip of this, and then, and then I'll be ready to rate it to answer your question more all clearly. Right. What about you? Yeah, I think I'm about ready. I think it's super solid. I mean, it's well above average as far as just a West Coast IPA. Yeah. A Sixteen ounce can, I could go to the store and get. They're in league with a lot of the, the big players. I mean, really, I'll keep my eyes out for their their hops. Mm-hmm. They're officially on the radar. Yep. Uh, this is like a uh, pretty good. Mm, it's like a seven point one. Ah, oh, so close. I wrote seven point four for you. I mean, it's a seven. It's a little danky. It's on the dank side for sure. It's a really good IPA, but you got to want this kind of thing. And today it's not striking me. And, and very few days am I like, yeah, I just really want to get the, the danky hop thing. Sometimes I do. It's not your go-to style. It isn't. And this is a pretty good representation of that style. It's not perfect. I think it it ends up being a little bit too uh weirdly kind of sweet on the back end for me. Like there's there's a, like a resinous sweetness that's happening mm. that I don't think sits super well. It makes the the drinking experience overall feel a little bit heavier than it should for a drink of this um, alcohol percentage, which again is 6.8. I don't know. It's it's fine. It's good. It's better than fine. It's out of like a hundred times that you are feeling like having a beer, what would you say like your desire is that like big, strong West Coast IP? Uh, out of a hundred times? Yeah. I, I don't Let's know. Let's just go percentage. It's easy. 20 maybe. Okay. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm 25. Like I'm, I love a West Coast IP. It's good yeah maybe like 20, yeah a fifth of the time so it, of the time. would you say it's like your so obviously not your go-to it's style. not my go-to style is it second probably or top third three. choice so yeah, probably three or four i would say uh yeah i would i mean i know it's kind of in vogue and because of that almost lame but i love a new england ipa i think they're great when they're done really well i, don't I love think that's in vogue anymore oh is it not no I feel like that's part of the reason people get mad about it. Like, everybody likes New England IPAs. Why aren't people just making pilsners like my grandpa likes? <laughs> Those are actually what's trendy right now. Pilsners. Yeah. yeah okay. Light beers. Well, eventually people are going to hate pilsners, and then maybe I'll come around to them. It's the circle of life, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, they're probably third or fourth down my list. See, they're probably second for me. Really? Yeah. No, that's not, so, not a surprise. After pilsners. Yeah. 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 It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably go to New England. I don't know. At the top? Yeah, I'm I think okay. so. Yeah, like just if I'm going to grab a beer, and I'm talking like in life, like going out with a friend for a drink or like catching a beer after a movie or like, I'm going to go for probably New England. And you're a pl- at a place where all of the styles that you like are mm-hmm. represented. So you True. have the yeah. freedom of choice. I would go for the New England. Hmm. Yeah, unless I'm at a place like if I'm at a brewery that's known for a style, I'll go that style. But like, right. if, you're just giving, if you are just giving give say any beer, what do you want? On any given day, I'll probably like I don't know, like a New England IPA. So that's wrong. I like now? it. Um, neither here nor there for this though. Do you have any more thoughts on Hedro Fade? I think it's definitely worth your consideration. I agree. And again, it's an S and S. If you've already tried it, uh, you want to give us your take, we'd love to hear that. You can um, send us a spicy text, five three oh four three three zero eight three nine. Uh again, and just I feel like people are smart when they repeat the numbers because so often, like I would watch an infomercial as a kid for like those phone planes that would you know what i'm talking about oh, like the shark plane yeah. and then the number's like blasting at you the whole time mm-hmm. um and then they'd repeat the number if it's like in like on the phone or something so again it's 530 839 you can save us in your phone as a contact you can text your favorite podcast like it's your grandma whatever you want to do yeah and i might text you a roast beef recipe sure pot roast not roast beef yeah grandmas don't make roast beef they no but they make pot roast yep and they make darn good pot roast and i dare say sir you probably do too I make a decent pot roast. <laughs> For the love of God, if you even slightly enjoy this podcast or pot roast or whatever the heck you enjoy, help us out. Please drop us a quick rating on whatever platform you're currently hearing our succulent voices through. Succulent like a steak. Like a sweet pot roast. <laughs> That's right. It's as easy as tapping the screen on that phone just a few more times. You're probably already holding your phone. If not, you're going to be holding it within the next 10 minutes. Yeah, oh, 10? Uh, two. That's just, I mean, you might be driving. Two. Two. Fair shouldn't do that, but people no, do. No, you're gonna hold it a thousand more times the rest of this day, and it takes so little effort. It's the best way, and one of the only ways for us to get yeah. in front of new listeners, aside from people just telling their friends. So yeah. do that. Let us know you did, and if you don't, we're gonna come at you in your dreams, and we're gonna advertise you that way. Freddy because Kruger coming up style. next is a trailer for Dream Scenario. If you haven't caught up with it yet, don't worry, everybody. There's no spoilers in our next segment. Don't go anywhere. Here's that trailer. <laughs> Does the zebra look the way it does <laughs> so hey focus she Says how oh, what no it's different now oh you've been on my mind recently because huh? you keep popping up in my dreams you don't do anything you're just there so this specific person the remarkable nobody i've also had that experience do you have a picture Have you been dreaming about me? Have I been dreaming about you? Yeah. There's like a hundred messages. Somebody wants to interview me. This is strange. Maybe you should take a minute and think before you do anything drastic. Why me? Uh, I don't know. I'm special, I guess. How does it feel to go viral? Who's actually had a dream about me? scaring me, but I'm going to have nightmares. I wish I was the one people were dreaming about. Me too. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's something. How's he dealing with all this? We're not even the type of people that like attention, you know? You think other people are seeing you naked? Maybe thousands. Mm. I hope I'm behaving through your dreams. Oh, no, you're not. So I'm finally cool, huh? I didn't say that. You hear that, Janet? She's saying I'm a cool dad. Oh, <laughs> hell <laughs> I really feel like you're playing with fire here. Ah! Dad, please help me! I'm not actually doing anything to them. You know, fame can come with some less desirable side effects. You should be prepared for that. Maybe we should cool this thing off. What? What do you mean? It's embarrassing. Which part? I guess I'll have. Uh... I guess I'll see in my dreams. <laughs> yeah. Of course not. Hapless family man Paul Matthews finds his life turned upside down when millions of strangers suddenly start seeing him in their dreams. But when his nighttime appearances take a nightmarish turn, Paul is forced to navigate his newfound stardom. Johnny, who wrote and directed this? This was written and directed by Christopher Borgley. Johnny, who produced this? Ari Aster and Jake Knudsen. Johnny, why should people know Ari Aster? because he's done a bunch of great movies like Hereditary and Midsommar and uh, The Witch. The Witch. Also, Jake Knudsen then, on that note, was also a producer on The Witch. They've worked together a lot. Um, I didn't write this in the notes. Nick Cage also produced this movie, Um, so had a hand possibly in financing it or promoting it or what have you. Um, Like we said, it stars Nick Cage, Paul Matthews. His wife, Janet, is played by Julianne Nicholson, and there's a few other people that show up. I'm just gonna give a shout out to Michael Sarah, who plays a kid named Trent, who's he in charge of uh, an, he's like the a PR for he's like the PR guy for this like online, hip like w- whatever clickbaity kind of yeah. promo website. And also the most I didn't realize that was his name, Michael Sarah. No, oh Trent. <laughs> he, that character was the most person named Trent. You think so? I think so. How many Trents have you known in your life? None. I've known one. Yeah, and it wasn't Michael Sarah. And it wasn't really like that character, but. It does seem like that kind of name, yeah, or like uh, you know, like Brad. It could like have been like the hit Trent Brody, yeah, that type of yeah. vibe, totally. Um, this came to theaters on November tenth after premiering at Toronto International Film Festival. That was in September. It's an hour and forty minutes long, uh, and and to me, feels that way. It's a it's a movie that kind of drags on. I think I guess I'm giving my thoughts first. I was stoked for it. Um I think Nick Cage is doing some really fun stuff. I'm always almost always interested in kind of seeing whatever movie he puts out. Mm-hmm. And then you you tag the A24 logo on the front. I'm I'm pretty confident I'm going to want to go see it. We've got our attention. Yeah, and and this is kind of a fun concept. You don't really know what's going on. You know that Nick Cage is appearing in people's dreams and he's not shying away from his real life sort of weird Nick Cageness and I think that works to the advantage of the character. The movie does drag a bit. I think it loses some of its thread by the end of the second act into its closing maybe 40 minutes. Uh, It doesn't quite stick the landing for me. I had a good time. It was very funny for a lot of it uh, in sort of a darkly humorous way. So I enjoyed it. Uh, It fell apart in the end. Didn't love it. I still think it's decent. I'm glad I saw it. For me, it's like a six out of 10. Where do you land on this movie? I would agree with a lot of what you said. So I kind of took this whole movie as... A bit of a metaphor on fame mm-hmm. in its current state great yeah uh, especially with the fact that he did nothing to get it yes uh there was it was completely out of his control it was a thing that was just happening to mm-hmm. this main character mm-hmm. and it was all about him navigating that and the nuance of someone who has kind of been it's it's complicated because he's ordinary and extraordinary at the same time. What's this, the extraordinary part? The extraordinary part is this character is a, a tenured uh, evolutionary biology sure. professor. Yep. So he's extraordinary intellectually. Uh, his personal life, him as a person, never strikes me as the person that's like never been like special, outstanding in any way. His character didn't need a name. No. no. He was very NPC. Yeah. He was a very non-outgoing, non-charismatic mm-hmm. And it's displayed in this film multiple times that he kind of always just gets, like, walked all over. Yeah, yeah. So we have this this pushover that's like a genius that gets famous and suddenly feels special for mm-hmm. the first time. And I thought it was intriguing the way that they handled that character type becoming famous or trending or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. The, the, the buzzword of whatever era you're in's word for sure. famous is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it was – a fascinating look at like almost the satire of, of unearned fame. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was kind of a fun lens to look at this movie through. Cause those were the vibes I was getting the whole time. And I was waiting for some references to come up. And then I was curious if they were going to take it a certain way. And then it ended up kind of going that way. Okay. So it, towards the third act, when it started going a little off the rails in cinematically as the viewer and also for this character, mm-hmm. I was wondering if they were going to, like, try and go, like, all right. Like, are they going to try and take right. – yeah Yeah. And we'll get more into the weeds and that in the danger zone. But it was entertaining. It was some new ideas. I thought it was it was good. It was not great. Yeah. I don't think it was my favorite thing Nick Cage has ever been in by a lot. Uh, it was – I mean, not even recently. No. Exactly. So I, I had kind of the same boat, man. It was good. It wasn't great. Mm-hmm way too long and the third act just fizzled yeah. and like the whole there's one point and it's probably the same for us where a bracelet gets involved in the third act for no reason mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it's yeah. just like what is this movie it anymore? was a pivot yeah yeah didn't love it no and it felt non-committal to be satire or dark comedy yep. or you know, tone it always comes down to tone yeah so i'm kind of same boat dude for me lower than you it was like a a five two yeah i I, it feels like nick cage because i love his performances i think that's what draws me into going to see his movies but it does feel like he's trying to make a meal out of like white rice yeah you know like it's so interesting at first because you're like you want to know like why this is happening probably and then i think what you're hitting on is is probably what the movie's trying to be about which is sort of a nobody dealing with fame in the modern age and what that looks like and uh, that's great i love that and then how that fame can be flipped in this case they start turning into, like nightmares it's like murdering people in their dreams yeah it was cool when he was just chilling it would have been awesome if they spent more time in some of those dream sequences i think some of that was really funny yeah um and also like creepy and weird and and you could marinate in that for quite a long time but they don't really yeah and they do sort of pivot to what ends up becoming sort of the integration of social media and advertising they want to like they want to make him sort of like – like one of the examples is like a spokesperson for Sprite. And they want to like – the theory is if they put Sprite cans in this guy's hand because he's on everybody's mind, they will dream about Sprite. And then therefore the products will be – they'll want to buy Sprite. So yeah. it's like, yeah, it's I mean it's commentary on capitalism as well and, and sort of consumer culture. And, and I think that's all well and good. I think maybe like Sorry to Bother You did it a little bit better. I was thinking this – did you ever see Don't Look Up? This character is essentially the same character arc that Leonardo DiCaprio's character goes on. He's like enjoying the fame and then he forgets like trying to tell people the world's ending and then he loses it. Um it's but the idea of a character getting swept up in in the waves of fame and the momentum of it is 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 fun. It's always fun to see somebody kind of lose their mind in that and see Mm -hmm. how they deal with it. But it becomes less about that by the end and more about other stuff that we will talk about. Yeah. It was, I just, I wish it would have been more focused. Yeah, I agree. Cause it had good ideas and it it had the potential to be good, but it was just poor execution. Agreed. Um, I, I also think like, I don't know there, there's, there's some, I was just going to try to talk about performances that I thought stuck out, but it's really, I mean, it's Nick Cage's movie for sure. There's some dynamics introduced between he and his wife. There's there's some risk of infidelity that gets thrown in in a kind of comedic way as well. But it it does just feel like it's filling time that nobody needs it to fill. It's not it's not like it's going to be running shy of a feature length. It's an hour forty minutes. Probably could have been served as like a sixty five minute short film. Mm-hmm. I just you know I just felt like a lot of chewing to get to something that wasn't really that satisfying. Yeah, and all that chewing wasn't on big ideas it was on mundane filler scenes totally yeah but even some of the filler scenes were great i think if you set a camera up with i was thinking if you put like keanu reeves and nick cage in a movie or something and just like be yourself and gave him like a loose script like an improv I think it'd be great and it could be super mundane but they're fun to watch yeah like here's the idea of the movie totally go so let nick cage do his thing in this movie i will sit through the mundane stuff and i will be entertained uh but it's it, it's they took the reins away from him two-thirds through like we're doing this now audience we're pivoting yeah into a different movie and i never really found his character in this movie that interesting no which is kind of the point right like he's supposed to be kind yeah. of uninteresting yeah so it comes down to the actor to kind of convey any idiosyncrasies or nuance and i think he does an okay job yeah that, uh there's a scene do you know the movie where nick cage is in it with um he's like a he's a father of a family of a couple kids and he gets into a fight with his wife like in a mall or in like a men's warehouse about buying a really expensive suit. Have you seen this clip? And he mm-hmm. just goes full Nick Cage at the end. I love when Nick Cage gets done into family dynamics because uh, he's just like, you know what I do every day? I get to go and take these. I can't do a Nick Cage impression, but like, lists all these things he has to do every day. So he's like, I'm buying this suit or something like that. And she's like, fine, you want to get the suit? Get the suit. That'll make you happy. It's a really good scene. Hmm. I've never seen the movie, and I don't even know what it's called. But somebody does. Yeah. I'm not re- recalling that clip, but. All right. Nick Cage eats the mundane alive. He does a great yes. job. And they just don't, like, they let him for a little bit, but then they want us to really, you know, embrace the surreal aspects of this movie, which I tried to, but then it was like, oh, they're done. Like, the moment I was like, oh, we got it. Okay. We're doing the horror dreams. Mm-hmm. Gone. It's like, now we're doing this. I was like, all right. I, I, I'm, I I don't know. My, my, the friction has worn down my feet from pivoting so much. I yeah. can't, just do can't do it. Pick one. Can't do anymore. Just pick one. It's fine. I mean, I'm glad I saw it. Yeah, He's fine. Never gonna watch it. Again. I won't watch it again either. No, but I won't you know. recommend it. I, yeah, I can't really recommend you see this either. But if you see it, you'll probably have a decent time. Like if you see it with friends, I don't know. It's like a great movie to throw on probably if nothing else is on cable, or if you see it on your streaming service and you're curious. Yeah, skip around a little bit. Yeah, see how the tone hits you. Yeah, for us. Not a not a home run. There's a lot better movies that have come out this year you should spend your time on. Yeah, I've got a couple of those to tell you about in Hot and Bothered this week, by the way. Mm. Um, do you have anything else before we get into spoilers on uh, on this here film? Uh, no, nothing that can't wait. All right, uh, this is your last warning. If you haven't seen Dream Scenario and you really want to, it's in theaters now. You can go check it out, or you can just listen through The Danger Zone, which is coming up right now. Danger, Danger zone. zone. Danger Zone. Danger Zone. Danger Zone. Danger Zone. Danger Zone. Danger zone. Ah. Danger zone. Welcome to the Danger Zone. We're going to spoil dream scenario um, insofar as we see fit. Not super interested in recapping the plot, mostly going to talk about plot stuff if it is necessary in conveying our thoughts on certain things about the movie. Yeah. So the big pivot is, uh, and there's a couple, but like basically his whole thing is like he wants to publish a book and he's mad because his other colleagues have published things that he thinks are his ideas, but he's not even written the book. So he just wants to be somebody. Mm -hmm. He gets the book deal. Uh, It ends up being... Very poorly received and mostly famous because of his dream stuff. Mm-hmm. They retitled it in French to "I Am Your Nightmare." When it was supposed to be like dream scenario, I think it was the name of his book. Yep. Then, I mean, that wasn't even what he wanted to write the actual book. No, about. he wanted to write it about ants. Ant. Yeah, intelligence. Ant intelligence, which is a really good. I mean, if you have that pun idea, you you have to write a book. Yeah, intelligence. Yeah, it's very good. Um, whatever. He fizzles out, and we could analyze sort of the 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 chapters in which the dreams change for people. Like it's all predicated on stuff that happens in his life. Basically he injures a teacher at the end and fizzles into non existence. His wife leaves him. You said injures. Yeah. Boy, it sounded like you said enters. <laughs> no, injures a teacher as the teacher's fingers enter the door. Yes. And they're smashed in the in, yeah. the in the, you know, what do you call that? What do you call the space between the door and so, the door? Is it a jam? Jam. Yeah. Door jam, I guess. Think so. All right, that sounds right. Yeah, and this is after you know all the dreams have been very violent, and then he's like, "I'm not violent. and then he, whatever. That's the end for him. Yeah, he fizzles into nothing, and now we get this sort of connection that's been made by scientists. We're like, "There's a there's a collective dream subconscious, and we can, of course, use that to exploit for advertising." Yeah, selling pre workout and whatever you know, like all the stuff we have to deal with every day on all the everywhere on everywhere on everywhere. So that hits in a way, but also like it just. Whatever he like, he gets the bracelet too, and then he like goes to visit his wife in his dream, and the movie ends with him being like, "I wish this were real," which is nice because it was real, and he chased fame instead. Mm-hmm. That would have been a nice little bookend to a forty-five, sixty-minute movie. Yeah, but it felt very unsatisfying as the moral lesson of this for this character. Yeah, he didn't learn anything. No, this whole movie, you didn't. You didn't there was no. I don't know. He's whatever. There was no growth. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. If anything, he got worse. Yes. So, that's a bummer. Yeah. But that's kind of – I just – I felt like it it was floundering a lot at the end and despite Nick Cage's performance and some comedic stuff through Michael Sarah and that relationship, it just was – it was very unsatisfying. Yeah, and if you were like wondering if there was a vague um, critique of capitalism, the ham-fisted dream advertising Mm -hmm. really like just Mm -hmm. beat you over the head with it. It was like that's unnecessary. It's also like – it was so – obvious and over the top and satirical that that stuff all, to work and to be like to be effective it almost has to be kind of provocative yeah but there's nobody that's really like no this is advertising is good so you're not upsetting anybody by being like wouldn't it be crazy for advertising and dreams everybody's like yeah that would suck nobody wants that don't move on it's, yeah. not a, it's not a it's not a very it's not an interesting conversation piece i don't think no in any way no like again big ideas poor execution yeah. like we tapped into the hive mind let's use totally. it to sell stuff which by the way is probably where we're going to be going i think that's fair like once like we get virtual reality implants it's a matter of months before mm-hmm. we're seeing advertisements in our dreams yeah not gonna you a movie upgrade yeah it was uh, good brief for people that haven't it's a movie in the future where most people are augmented humans and they have some have like weapons built into them and some are just like you know they're they have smart houses and like cars that drive themselves like some of it's like very modern day. that was a good movie it was an all right movie i still had issues at the ending yeah i liked it though i was like i did too. all in on the idea totally um why am i bringing this up uh, uh <laughs> chips in the head and ads maybe right so right there's this our main character is one guy who's never had any augmentation done but i think yeah sci-fi movies that sort of delve into what would happen when we integrate technology into our bodies yeah. or even our day-to-day lives. Like, It never goes well. And in every telling of this story in in books or music or movies, like it goes badly for the humans. And no matter what, it seems, we're still going that way <laughs> as, as a species. <laughs> and, so I think we're kinda of fucked to some extent. Yeah, and the smartest people in the world are like, hey, we shouldn't trust AI. I know. But we're like, it's fine. But it's fun, because we can play, I don't know, let stuff. It, let it fly our planes. It's so – it's whatever. We're Just enjoy it, I guess. We're on the way out. Yeah. The, I read a – I don't know how much weight uh, or momentum this conspiracy theory has, but I thought it was hilarious. Go. Someone posited the idea that um, Elon Musk tried uh, Neuralink on himself uh-huh. and it fried his brain. That's why he's been acting so insane lately. Has he been? Yeah. Oh. Uh like more he's, than more than usual. He's a weird dude. I yeah. kinda, I like him, but he's a weird guy. I don't like. like him. he's I don't like like him. I don't know him, but like I like watching him, I guess is what I mean. Like I like watch the same way I like watching Donald Trump when he's not present. Mm-hmm. Like he's like fun. He's like a crazy. It's insane. Are you a, like are you a cartoon you never character? Never know what's going to happen. It's awesome yeah. in a sense. It's also I mean obviously like when he's in charge of stuff it's scary, but, Yeah. But like he's great on The Apprentice when that was going on. That was sure. Peak. That was that was peak America. That's those are the people I want hosting reality television. 100%. Not Running the country. Yeah, we got to somewhere. Also, just like Elon Musk being like a billionaire. Like yeah, you got yeah. too much influence yeah, to be yeah, that crazy, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Bezos, all of them don't trust too anyone. Too much. Yeah. Sidebar. Go. On this dream. whole thing's a on, on dreams. Okay. I, I cannot wait to talk to my coworker, Quincy, about this movie because she is notorious. Okay. Shout for out. having viciously awful nightmares anytime she watches anything with Nick Cage in it that's a fun spin and yeah like and it's all does like, she know of it, this movie no i i didn't mm. get a chance to talk to her about it today after i watched it but yeah. i'm like i think they made a movie about you yeah totally but because if everybody had what you had right that's weird yeah. Are, is nick, do you know if nick cage like in the dreams i think so mm. yeah i'm gonna confirm that uh please do i will hopefully that story is more interesting than the movie
1: i think Which it I'm sure is. probably
0: would be yeah. yeah it might already be uh okay When's the last time you had a nightmare a nightmare oh i ha- well i've got different nightmares now than i did as a kid like like my nightmares used to be you know like like giant spiders or like murderers under the bed and now my nightmares are more like like an ambiguous nebulous sense of regret that haunts my sleep got an and then i wake up yeah and i just wake up feeling stiff and like not rested and like existentially sad i don't know if it's like worse i have those sometimes and you then can't just, fight that and i have like anxiety yeah, yeah. for like six hours these after are, i wake up these are adult nightmares yeah where you wake up with like a feeling of dread knowing everyone you've ever met will die yeah like that, that, like, that kind of stuff i should have bought a home by now that kind of stuff is great like and you can't like there's no there's no weapon you can like look in your dream you're like ah a chainsaw it's like <laughs> oh i'll do yoga i don't know like yeah. it's not good yeah so yeah i have nightmares kind of that's fair. i would prefer a nick cage nightmare to be honest it's way more like linear and understandable yes and less all-encompassing i could go for a beer i don't know Are you in the mood for that? <laughs> shit i think we should have a beer all right we'll be back right uh just a second with beer number two don't go anywhere all right back for beer number two mithril clouds or as johnny says mithril clouds if you know what that's a reference to please let us know it's a hazy ipa it's 6.9 percent. This rotating hazy IPA features mosaic hops for fruit forward with citrus punch flavor, dank blueberry and passion fruit, finishing with balanced bitterness. We'll see about that. Right, Johnny Summers, pull it up. Let's see what we got here. We've got a wonderful sound that I'm not sure is gonna make it through the noise gate on our, but if it does, I mean terrific. No, please, by all means, please pour for me. Um, Same situation on the can, it's got a wraparound label. Um, and that's all I mean by the same, I can't see the rest of it at the moment, but it says Mithril clouds in a shimmery holographic style. Actually the whole can is, and there's an ocean scape with giant, um, oh, there's mountains. Is that mountains or that's, Hmm. That looks like mountains or I think it's, I think it's foliage. Yeah. And there might be a river with foothills in the background and 80% of the rest of it is the sky, which is a pink sunset ish hue. Um, Sunset It's a coin toss situation Because some people might have said sunrise I think you're actually Well, yeah, it is a coin toss It's like a personality test It might be, yeah um, uh, You see way more sunsets than sunrises I do we, That's we, true Yeah But we, this time of year, everybody I would say the majority of people do Yeah This time of year, all I see is darkness Yeah, right You wake up, dark Go to sleep, dark Die, dark, dark Birth, dark Dark, dark. Dreams, dark <laughs> Dark <laughs> um, Okay, Me through clouds um i don't know maybe it's good it's a mosaic hazy ipa so johnny we'll see what you think (laughs) i want you to start every beer review like that that's the way to start i don't know maybe Maybe it's it's good good. maybe it's good let's try it i mean that's that's because you sound like saying nothing old jewish man from new york and hey maybe it's good now it's just a caricature it uh, (laughs) it was offensive now yeah it was perfect the first time (laughs) hey i don't know maybe it's good it's sort of the glass half empty half full because I could have said ah, maybe it's bad. Let's try it. Yeah, but I said maybe it's good. Yeah, you got that optimism in you. I do. I like it. It's definitely not as is like luminous as some that we've seen. It's very in terms of color, in terms of yeah um, see through ability. A little bit of both. Yeah, it's, it's it's a bit it's a bit musty. It's not as see through as as many we've seen. Like some of them just look like straight OJ. Correct. This one, so it's more see through than many we've seen. That yeah yeah you know what I mean. I do. And it's definitely not as bright. We've done a lot of hazies lately that are like that super – Like almost neon kind of glowing. Yeah, like glowing, yeah neon yellow, which is – they're fun to look at. But this one definitely looks more like like classic like beer-colored beer. I wouldn't have told you this was a hazy IPA by tasting it in terms of – Well, I, I suppose I wouldn't have told you it's a New England IPA, which it doesn't claim to be. Really? I don't think so. I mean – it does not claim to be. It claims No, it's a hazy. And there's always that stylistic distinction that some breweries make. And I don't think there's a there's a standardization that's ever happened here. I was going to roll the can and I forgot. You're going to what? Remember we talked about oh, doing yeah, that? Oh, yeah. Well, let's give it a swirl and we'll top it off real quick. That's okay. Um, but I do think sometimes West Coast breweries will say hazy IPA just to denote that it is an unfiltered West Coast IPA. Whereas my brain goes, oh, hazy IPA. Must be a New England. Right. But I don't think that's um, common nomenclature or at least, you know, uh, universal. Yeah, they're it, not It's not changed at all. Okay. He's yeah, it's on. not synonymous. It's it's it could be a bait and switch situation. Right. And I guess it's just confusing and I wish I wish some body of people would get together and, and standardize this stuff a little bit. I mean, they did stylistically, but it's just you can't really but People are calling whatever they want to anything. Yeah. I you don't can't know. like enforce that on the breweries. No, which I agree that they maybe should. It would just be nice for sort of the the purchaser to have a perfect idea of what they're getting mm-hmm. no i mean yeah obviously i hate not right truth in advertising right. and i'm a spreadsheet guy i think like the more categories you have to, in pretty much anything besides people i think is like helpful you excel you excel board? i use well i'm using like google sheets these days because okay. it's on anything that i have that's nice yeah, like yeah but i'm sure google does that too, or yeah. i mean uh you know whatever you just said excel does yeah but, yeah, I'm, I don't know. I like the Google Drive. I think it's a good system. I've been using Google Drive a lot, too. Hell, yeah, dude. It's very versatile. Well, yeah. And it works on pretty much any open, operating system. It opens quickly out of an email on your phone. Yeah, right. Like, boom, it's right there. Yeah. I will say that to put it on your MacBook, you, it'll just convert it to like a generic, um, I think it's like a .xls file or something. Yeah. And then Mac will open it in numbers if you take it off of the internet. <laughs> oh. Which is, you know, I don't know. It's not ideal. No. The formatting's all wrong. It is all wrong. But it's fine. Yeah. I think there's something to them making sure it's incompatible between those. They're like, they're like, Google and Apple are like, nah, bro, they're neck and neck, nah, bro. But yeah, are yeah. you? There's some people that swear by Android that have never owned iPhones, and there's people that swear by iPhones that have never owned Androids. But I'll tell you what, I'm an iPhone guy, and I've been, I've, I've picked up some people's Androids, and they, they do have something to them. Yeah, I've owned Nicolette. both. You have, yeah, yeah, in like the modern day. Because I had Androids growing up, like I had Samsung phones. I went from an Android, like the somewhat newest one they had, to an iPhone 6. Wait, oh, okay. So if that's. We're talking like we're talking like 2016, 15? Somewhere. Something yeah. like that. So obviously yeah. not like the most cutting edge. Yeah. Google's camera, like. Very camera cameras, AI is very good. Yeah. Up. Like it, it, it automatically takes pictures better than the iPhone does, I think. Mm hmm. I was gonna try to offer a counterpoint for the iPhone, like it's got more more adjustability. I'm not even sure if that's true, but uh, neither here nor there, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, this day and age, they're both high quality. Yeah, you're pretty much good. It's like whatever iOS you've or OS you've. Uh... See, it's Apple. I know. Apple's what does the I in... even mean? It's what the. It's an iPhone, so it's an iOS. Oh, is, that, is that it? Yeah, that makes sense. That's stupid though. Just call it OS. Yeah. You know? No, because. And also, fuck all these adapters you have to get with iPhones. You know, do you have a. Did you, when's the last time you had a headphone port on your phone? I think it was the iPhone 6. No. I mean, it was probably. Well, maybe. Yeah. I think they stopped doing it after like nine or 10. No, probably even before that. It's so dumb. Yeah. Because you got to buy the adapter to split the power and the audio. I like, what the hell's going on? We just buy the I- Apple headphones. Then you got to buy different. Those are adapters, in a sense. They adapt the sound. Yeah. To your ears. Because now your old headphones don't work. Mm-hmm. Stupid. Well, yeah. They are. When I'm driving back in the day, I would want to charge my phone and plug in my aux cord, and you can't do it without the GD adapters. Yeah. That was always pissing annoying. me right off. I really miss having an aux cord, too. I have one you can have. I don't know if you can use you no, can it for him. No, I can't. Thanks. <laughs> I'll, I'll use it to like secure a bundle of sticks together there or something. Like, yeah. Yeah. Tie together all your old iPhones and stick them on a stick over your shoulder. Yeah. The, hike away. Like a, like a, iphone hobo yeah i mean what how many do you keep your old phones yeah so do i what are we gonna do with them don't know nothing nothing stupid i'm always like what if i just want to use it as like an ipod someday just for music totally well you know my thing for them is like is this mm. it's like i got a couple iphones that i tried to use for filming this show mm-hmm. and it you doesn't work to say this shit. I, I was gonna do this stupid show which i don't feel i just feel stupid about the iphones i feel yeah. like those are stupid um don't worry though we're getting we're getting Profesh probably next week. Yeah. If not I'm the week after that. when that stuff arrives. Um so whatever. Fun tangent. Back to the beer. Yeah. It's fine. It's good. I don't care. It's good. <clears throat> no. You're the I'm all heated about this phone business. <laughs> you are. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking I, Apple. I don't care. <laughs> uh, we both drink to cool off. Okay. Yeah. It's good. Simmer down. Now. It's a little sweet, dude. I think that's probably what's helping it make its case to be yeah, quote unquote hazy, but it's not a good sweet. It's like it's overly sweet. It's I a think. little cloying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's all right. I think it's worse than the first one. It feels like they just made a hoppy beer a little sweet and didn't filter it, and we're like hazy IPA. Right. Anything that is just yeah. Unf- what again? That's kind of what they're saying though. They're like hazy IPA because we didn't filter it. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I'd like some clarification because it is such a subjective. Stylistic naming process Or it's not And I'm wrong But that's how it feels Yeah I'm not in love with it It doesn't have A lot of the things That make A hazy, a hazy IPA Enjoyable For me No uh, Or a west coast IPA I think this is uh, This is a miss I'm not into it Are you ready to rate it Yeah Alright What you got 4-4 four, four. Yeah it's a 4 for me Yeah I'm not mad at it no. Like physically Like I don't want to Throw this can At the wall or anything No but, Uh. Wouldn't buy it again. Like if I ordered it at a bar, I would drink it and say, mental note. Yeah. That beer was not that great. Yeah, this yeah, that's a great way of putting it. It's it's yeah, it's fine. It's just below fine for me. Mm -hmm. Not ordering it again. No. I'll drink it. I might even offer to share it with I'd be like, hey, do you wanna try all of the rest of my beer? Here you go. Okay, bye. Right. And then I'll I'll get something else now. Yeah. Which feels like really rude to say, I guess, but again, like I'm sure people do like this beer. It's not rude to pawn off a drink on one of your buddies that you don't like. Well, I'm just imagining. Like, I always kind of imagine, like, if if somebody from the brewery were to listen to this episode, would I stand by what I'm saying and not be like embarrassed about being mean? And I think this is kind of right on the line. So I'm being a little bit salty, but it's ju- it is ultimately it's just not my style. And sometimes it is, but I think this is not good enough of that style to make me want this style all the time. Does that make yeah. sense? And it was advertised to you as your style. That's another thing. It says mosaic right up front, which also kind of, I'm a big mosaic guy. And this doesn't quite have all the notes that I really appreciate in mosaic either. It's fair. Myth real clouds. Miss. Yeah. Miss miss real clouds. Am I right? Miss miss the boat on these real clouds. Um, Can I tell you about some stuff in Hot and Bother? Do you have anything else on this beer? Or this brewery or or anything else? Try the first one. That's what I would say. Yeah, get the first one. Or listen to our Patreon bonus episode next week, where we will be reviewing a third beer from them um, that isn't an IPA. So it's an American stout. It's a stout. So yeah, it'll be a whole different ballpark that they'll be swimming their shots in. So make some metaphors. Here comes hot and bothered. Uh, Welcome to hot and bothered. It's the part of the show where we talk about kind of whatever we want in a a little bit more freedom. We got a lot of maybe some movies we've been reading, some books we've been reading, TV shows, concerts we've seen. Yeah. (laughs) We have seen. Right uh anything like that uh so i've got nothing since we recorded last i watched a couple things that really didn't merit yeah. uh time on the show can't recommend so, them so my father. No, yeah exactly and i don't want to just crap all over something right. so i'm not feeling that negative today for once it's strange so nice i had a great weekend i made soup i got nothing much going on cool Uh, Max, what have you been watching? I caught up with a couple things, man. Um, After watching uh, Dream Scenario, I came home and I watched a movie called Leo, which I don't know if you're aware of this, Johnny. Do you know about I am. Have you seen it? It's Adam Sandler's new cartoon flick. It's Adam Sandler and Bill Burr. Oh yeah, and it's a it's an Adam Sandler movie. But um yeah, so let me let me give you kind of the gist. Um and this was straight to Netflix. Straight to Netflix, yep. Netflix produced, um Happy Madison production as well. Nice. Um which is Adam Sandler's kind of old like Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, that sort of wheelhouse of goofy kind of arrested development. I mean the term, not the show. Mm-hmm. Movies. Um Cuz you respect the show. Absolutely. Um so Leo is is a story, it's an animated movie starring Adam Sandler and Bill Burr as two fifth-grade class pets. Adam Sandler is a lizard. Bill Burr is a tortoise. Stop it. They're in their 70s, and Leo is 74, and he hears one of the parents saying that most lizards live to 75. So he's immediately faced with his mortality. Oh, my God. And at the same time, the fifth-grade teacher who they've come to love, it's the start of the school year, and she goes on maternity leave, and they are she's replaced by this old, sort of old curmudgeonly woman who's like very, like, slapping rulers on desk kind of you will listen and behave children and one of the old rules that she brings back is that every weekend one of the kids must take home one of the class pets don't kill him bring him back alive it's like a you know it's like a skill building thing so leo is picked while having his mortality front and center in his brain and he reveals to one of the children almost by accident that he can speak english and they, they can hear him like audibly, that's yeah. Cool. Okay, so the kid freaks out basically, and then he convinces them not to tell anybody else. He, he, I can only speak to you. You're a special kid, and this happens to all the students. And he basically spends his time with them, teaching them life lessons through all of his years of wisdom and what he's seen, and like helps these kids overcome really like real applicable life issues, like like divorced parents. This or like, sounds so good, and. It is, dude. I was hoping you wouldn't tell me it was bad no, after no, that build-up. It's, no, it's very good. Um, I gave it a, you know, I gave it a seven out of ten. Um it's great. I mean, it's really funny too. I I can't, I don't know if can I pull up here. Where's my stupid review? Um I said this. Johnny you wanna read that for me. Somehow Adam Sandler infused his old Billy Madison happy Gilmore voice with a gruff lizardy wisdom, and it works. I was charmed by this little gem of a movie from start to finish beautifully animated and hilarious it's feel wait what's it say it's it's one it's one of the rare children's films where the jokes meant for the adults don't feel thrown in as a crowd service but more of integral i guess i could have said but they don't feel like crowd service but more like integral to the comedic language of the movie itself nice and it's great because like you'll see like disney pixar is pretty notorious for this, like they'll throw in jokes for the grown-ups and jokes for the kids. The jokes for the grown-ups here are part, like it's almost it's a movie for kids, certainly, but like the lessons that are taught are also like you can look back and there's a nostalgia to this, and I did not even have classroom pets really. Um, But it's really sweet, and yeah, the voice is real. Like his old like can you do the Adam Sandler like happy Gilmore voice? Like annoying, he's always like. What is like, what does he say? I'm trying to remember. You know. Get in the hole! No, 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 oh, not his angry voice. His like, um, his like um, he says something about a swan, like swan, like this, I see you swan or whatever. is like the, his Adam Sandler voice. See? See? Oh yeah. That thing. Yeah. He does that, but he like, it's older and it's wiser and it's almost endearing because it reminds me of those movies when I was a kid. Hmm. Um, so it all really works. Bill Burr is great as this kind of grumpy tortoise as well. It's, it's just really, and it's really funny and there's nothing too crazy that happens. I think, you know, like the ending kind of drags on the third act issues are there but it's really it's a really sweet movie and it's on Netflix. I would recommend people check it out. It's called Leo, uh, and it's wonderful. That sounds great. You need to text me when you watch stuff like this over the weekend. Okay, I was up at like one in the morning and I put on that documentary. The stuff that you watched. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I was just like, that was lame. I'll tell you, I was probably in bed at that point. But I can, I could shoot you like, hey, check this out. Although I have a whole list no, of movies that I've told you to check, don't out. text me when I want to watch something. Text me when you watch something, so I'll have that knowledge. But, you, but I have a whole list of movies I've told you to watch. Yeah, readily available for you. Yeah, and you don't watch those. I forgot that existed. All right. Right we'll now. get. I'll get back to doing it. I'll put this on the list. Uh, for promises. any any new listeners, yeah, it's called Johnny's Future Broken Promises because Johnny, I know now. No, even if I he says he'll watch it, I promise, and he promises he will not. Truth is, what he's saying. I forgot about the list. Yeah, I'm a bad friend. Okay, the other movie I watch is The Killer, David Fincher's newest, also on Netflix. Been dying to talk about this because you saw it too? I haven't seen it. Oh, uh, I've been kind of saving it. It's like a little treat. It's like half a carton of chow mein in the fridge that I just now know's there, and I'm it's excited. Not, it's not like that. No, it's David Fincher. Um, Shit. For those that are unaware, somehow, although I guess not everybody knows names of directors, but um, let's go. Maybe most popular movies. Um, Fight Club's got to be up there. What do you think? Seven? Uh, seven, sure. He, he's like really, if you think of like a gritty sort of murderer film noir, there's a good chance that's David Fincher. Um, it's not his first time working with Netflix. He also did Mindhunter, which he never finished. He like just stopped doing it. I think because the streaming television audience doesn't have the patience for the kind of attention to detail that most of his films require. I don't think The Killer is one of them. It's a film that stars Michael Fassbender, came to Netflix earlier this year, and he's a hitman not a serial killer, uh, at least a serial killer, but also a hitman. We had this discussion. Um, who basically a job goes wrong the first time we meet him and he spends the movie cleaning up the fallout. I guess I'll just say that because I think you should still watch it. Yeah. Um, It's the least visually exciting Fincher movie I've ever seen. Mm. It's the one or one of maybe a couple that really doesn't strike me as much of a Fincher movie at all. Really? In terms of emotional... Uh, twistedness and kind of intellectualism. There's not a lot of that. His movies get heady. Totally. And Fastbender is okay. Um, well, wow. He's not very good at his job, which is sort of. As an actor or a hitman? As a hitman. Okay. Like this first thing goes wrong and then it kind of seems like things keep going wrong. And like uh, at some point you're like, is this a joke? <laughs> like, <laughs> <is> this gonna... <laughs> if you'd done this more than once, you might know how to get out of this. Right. Type like stuff. So not even, well, I won't say, but uh, like to the point where it was happening so much i was like maybe this is what the movie's going to be like maybe he's not even a hitman like maybe he's a delusional psycho that's maybe. going like trying to kill people like that's how bad he was at times at doing the thing he does in my head i'm like did this guy lose a bet he also wears this like this is his look dude the, the, he's um... he wears like a, a florida tropical shirt a bucket hat and he justifies it. there's a lot of narrative stuff in this movie like you hear his thoughts a lot um, he's like, I am base, base my entire disguise on a German tourist I saw once. Nobody wants to talk to German tourists, so I'm going to dress like that. I don't know. It's an hour and um, – oh, where is it? It should say right here. Do you see uh, minutes down here? What does it say? 118 minutes? Yeah. Yeah. J- you know, like almost two hours. Um, I saw it a few hours ago. Like I finished it a couple hours before we started today. Maybe I haven't processed it. I think you should watch it. Tell me what you think. Okay. But, uh, I didn't even review it yet. I don't know. I, I'm, I am I'm hesitant to even put a number on it because I still want to think about it. And it's David Fincher, like, benefit of the doubt kind of thing. Yeah, and I was so stoked to hear him and Fastbender were working together. I know. Um, well, this gives me a little pause. Not a lot. Uh, a little. I'm still excited to watch it. Yeah, Oh, I'm looking at his filmography. I always forget that he did Benjamin Button. He did Panic Room? Uh, I've never seen Panic Room, but sure. That's got to be early. Fincher. It was cool, but it's pretty dated. Yeah, since we've got it here, yeah. Fight Club, Gone Girl, Seven, like you said, The Social Network, um, which he didn't write, which is worth noting. That was um, that was an Aaron Sorkin script, uh, which is why it feels way different tonally than a lot of his other stuff. Zodiac, The Killer, Yep, yeah, Benjamin Button, I guess, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, which makes total sense. The American version, the, Yep. Um, I forget that he did Mank. Didn't? Oh, wasn't yeah. there something there? Didn't um, something happened, uh, or somebody died, and finish the script? I can't remember. Mank was written by somebody else. Hmm. I'm pretty sure. I'm gonna double check. Doesn't really matter, but I want to know. Anyways, that's Venture. Then that's the killer. It's on Netflix. Like you, you could watch it if you want. Um, definitely, you have to watch it. it, But you listener, you can watch it if you want. I don't, I don't know. You could miss it. Okay. Um. Oh, the screenplay was by his son Jack Venture. That's Uh, what I was thinking of. I can't remember why that was the case, but something happened he didn't Just die take obviously. your son to work day maybe I yeah, don't maybe um that's what i got not bothered This is my flick pics word that's what i have for this week cool that's dope i have some homework i yeah. kind of want to watch both those movies for different reasons yeah totally all right you got anything else um no man let's get out of here i'm stoked for the bar hang next week okay the show wouldn't be what it is without the support of bailey minotti um everybody on patreon who hopefully will be coming to our bar hang next week And my name is Max Minardi. I'm Johnny Summers. Thanks for joining us. Drink some tasty beers, watch some stuff, and just you know, hug somebody, have some cheer. We'll see you next week. This is Fresh Hop Cinema.